Welcome to Tasted and Seen Podcast Numero Quattro <laughs> or Four. In case you don't know Spanish. Yeah. Some people might not know four in Spanish. <laughs> I was just making sure. Four. Quattro. We got you covered just in case. Today we have my friend Brianna. I'm so excited that she's on. I haven't even known her that long. I just met her at camp this summer. And I knew you were going to be friends instantly because every single time CSF people come to the camp that I grew up going to, like, they always become my best friends. So I always head to camp and I was like, okay, whoever's coming from CSF is about to be my best friend. And then sure enough, Brianna was there this summer and, like, we hit it off and just had the best of time. Um, And I'm already just encouraged by her and I've just been hearing about the stories of where she's working and how God is moving already. And so I'm excited for her to share, like, in depth of that um and how he got her to where she is now so hi guys <laughs> i yep like Lauren said i'm brianna um i just want to tell you guys a little bit about uh just my past and like growing up so you have a good idea of like where i came from um just because i feel like that helps you guys understand how uh just amazing god works and um how he has led me to uh where i am now so yeah, I um, grew up in the church. I uh, was actually a pastor's kid until I was in fifth grade. Um, and when I was in fifth grade, my parents got divorced. And so uh, my dad quit being a pastor um, and really my whole world was just kind of turned upside down. Everything that I had known uh, was just taken from me. Um, and it was really hard to just know where I was supposed to be and who I was supposed to be. Uh, so, yeah, that was a big turning point in my life, um, and yeah, it was just hard. Uh, I grew up in a really small town. I have four brothers, um, and so I was definitely surrounded by a lot of community um, who knew me really well, but I didn't know myself. I came to realize, and that led me to just ask a lot of questions and make a lot of decisions because I'm a very, um, yeah, I'm a curious person, and I act on impulse a lot, I realized. Um, and so I definitely made decisions um, that impacted my life and others' lives around me uh, that weren't healthy. And um, yeah, that led to hurt in everybody's lives around me. Um, but yeah, so that's just a little snippet of that. Um, in junior high and high school, I, uh, yeah, some of those decisions uh, included self-harm and eating disorders and um yeah i was i just didn't know who i was and i didn't know how to handle the pain that i was feeling and so that's how it just kind of came out um because i just needed to control something and those were the only things that a junior high and teenager can control um it felt like at the time uh so i now i'm grateful that those are parts of my story um definitely obviously not good things um, but god has used them in big ways to connect with other people and um, just speak his truth and love to them because I have been where they're at. Um, so that's, yeah, just to bits and big pieces of um, my growing up in junior high and high school. Um, and yeah, going into college, um, I didn't really know what to expect. Uh, like I said, I act on impulse a lot um and i just kind of do things just to see what would happen kind of um i yeah i just like the adventure almost um it's like you have which, four brothers 
<laughs> that sounds like an effect of having four brothers. <laughs> I definitely, definitely think it is. Yeah. Um, but I love it. Like growing up with four brothers, it was a joy and yeah, they didn't make me adventurous and they made me take risks, which I think is a good thing. Um, but yeah, uh, going to college, I never thought, or like when I was younger and I would think about college, I never thought that I, uh, would do the type of things that all the college kids do, you know, um, like go to parties or yeah, chase boys and all of those things. Um, but I went to college still not knowing who I was or who God created me to be. And so those were the things that I did choose to do because that's what everybody did. And I wanted to feel, uh, known and valued and seen. And I didn't know where to look for that because I was never taught or modeled where to look for that. Um, and so, yeah, I drank a lot. I chased affirmation from friends and boys, and that ultimately just led to a lot of um, just hurt and um, depression and anxiety in my life that just ate my, yeah, just ate me up. I didn't know what to do with it. And um, yeah, I just felt really lost. Uh, this world is a big, scary place, um, and it is really easy to think that what the world promises will give you joy and um, hope will, and it won't, um, and people can't do that either, uh, which was a big lesson that I had to learn. Um, but yeah, the first year or two of college was pretty rough just because those were the things that I was choosing to do. And even though I like felt and I knew that they were leading me into um, just like not a good mindset and not healthy patterns and not healthy relationships. That is just what I knew. And that's uh, the identity that I had created for myself. Um, and I, I think I subconsciously came to that realization at a point freshman year. Um, and uh, I decided at just at some point freshman year that I was going to transfer because I knew that I couldn't stay in that for four years. And looking back, I don't think I could have told you that that is why I knew I needed to transfer, but um I, looking back now, that is definitely what I was feeling and what God was just like placing thoughts into my head uh, for. Um, so like looking back, that's really cool that I didn't even know at the time that that is what he was leading me to do. Uh, but it definitely is. Um, so I transferred after my freshman year. Um, my freshman year, COVID also hit. And so things were just bonkers super going into fun. sophomore year. It was super fun. What are you talking about? 2020 was the best year ever. It was like a party. <laughs> it was amazing. It was, it was a party. Um, yeah. I it, Actually, it was a big party. I went home in March, and it, that summer, I my mom had gotten married in March of 2020, actually. And so my mom and stepdad and all of my brothers moved into a new house, but we still had our old house and the basement in the new house wasn't finished. And so I got to stay at the old house. Um, and it, yep, it was just a big party. Um, so yeah, it was, it was a time. Um, but going into sophomore year, I had decided to transfer to UNK, go Lopes, um, where I knew... I had a everybody, friend who would hold me. Everybody that goes to UNK has to do that. Like, you can't say you, they can't see, I guess. They can't see <laughs> your fingers. UNK is Carney, and they have this hand thing. Yeah, describe the hand <laughs> If thing. you go to Carney, you know what I'm talking about. But everybody, like, you, they, they can't say UNK without doing it. <laughs> so, 
It's like a law. Yeah. You gotta. So, you sign something as soon as you go into UNK. I will always, every time I speak the about row. UNK, I will do this symbol with my hands to anyone that can or apparently cannot see you. I will still do it. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, it's yeah. You just gotta do it. Like a law. Um, but yeah, UNK uh, was great uh, for that season. Um, I went there because I had a friend who was involved in CSF, which is Christian Student Fellowship, which is a campus ministry um, in Nebraska and South Dakota. Um, but I knew that she was really plugged into community and I that is what I wanted. I went from my small town where I grew up with the same people and uh, everybody knew everything, which is a blessing and a curse. Um, very true. It's very true. <laughs> yep. Uh, but I wanted that. Like I wanted people to know me because I just, that's what I grew up with. And I just didn't have that at, uh, my, in my freshman year. Um, and so I just desired that so deeply and I saw that she had it. And that is literally the only reason that I decided to transfer to Kearney. Um, yeah, so that year, there was a lot of growth. She challenged me in a lot of things. Um, she taught me a lot about what it looks like to have an actual relationship with Jesus instead of just having head knowledge, uh, which I had a lot of, and I had zero heart knowledge. I just didn't know what to do with it. Um, and I kind of grew up thinking that head knowledge equals relationship, uh, which it doesn't. Um, that's a totally different thing. And you can tell that in people's lives when their head knowledge translates into how they're living their lives and how they interact with people, um, which is super cool. Uh, but yeah, that's just, that wasn't where I was. Um, I, Jesus was kind of just there when I needed him or when I was feeling really bad. Uh, that's when I would go to him instead of a daily uh, surrender to his will and his plan for my life over my own. Um, going back to that control that Yep, that's, I think that's just something that I'm always going to have to wrestle with and daily surrender to him. Um, that's just how I am created, which is tough, but it's okay. Everybody has their things. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, sophomore year was a, definitely a year of growth um, and just realizing a lot of things and realizing a lot of patterns that I had created for myself that I didn't want anymore. And so just learning how to um, get out of them and choose different for my life um, and kind of rewire my brain. If you've heard of that, you can actually rewire your brain. Just FYI, guys, <laughs> uh, which is pretty dope. Fun fact. God created us like that. Fun fact. There you go. Um, I also, okay, yeah, never mind. Um, but so I thought I was just going to be a carny for the rest of my college and things were going great. I was developing community, it was fabulous. Um, and then I went home for Easter and I was having a conversation with my pastor. And I was, at the time, I was majoring in elementary education and special education. And I was having a conversation with my pastor when I was home about something with baking and I love baking. That is just always what I've done. It brings me joy. I love feeding people. Um, so if you're ever in Lincoln and you want something sweet, let me know and I'll make <laughs> it for you. Um, <laughs> but I was having a conversation with her and explaining something about the science of baking. And she just looked at me and she was like, okay, so Brianna, are you going to do FCS education, which is Family and Consumer Sciences or Home Ec, if 
you don't know what FCS is. I took home ed. Um, That's what I had. It changed to FACS by the time I think that I got in it. Mine was home ec. <laughs> same thing. Same thing. Yeah. Same, same, but different. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Same, uh, but very different, actually. <laughs> um, okay, we don't need to get into that. <laughs> um, but it was, yeah, that conversation was just kind of a turning point. I didn't really... And since high school, I hadn't thought about majoring in FCS. And I don't think I had even had a conversation with my pastor about doing that. And she made that one comment and that thought just did not leave my brain for the next week or two. And it's Easter. So it is pretty late in the year. Um, But I emailed my advisor and was like, hey, I want to switch my major to FCS what can I do? And she was like, uh, we don't have that major here. Uh, you can get a few, right? Isn't that just how, yeah, it was beautiful. I loved it. Um, she goes, you can get a family science degree, but you can't teach. And I was like, well, I'm not going to do that. I've wanted to be a teacher my entire life. So that's not an option. Um, so I just did some research and realized that in Nebraska, there are three schools that offer FCS education. And one of them is Wayne State College, which is 10 minutes from my hometown. And there is absolutely nothing there. Shadron (laughs) State, which is eight hours from home and absolutely nothing there. Or Lincoln, go Huskers. Um, we don't have a hand <laughs> sign. We just yell GBR at everyone who we see wearing a red oh, The no hand sign thing actually grinds my gears. <laughs> um, but so yeah, after finding that out, I was like, okay, we'll just see what it what's what it's gonna look like if um, if I transfer. I was like, it is the middle slash end of April. And I was like, I don't know if this is going to work. And I wanted to graduate in four years. Like, that was just a goal that I had. I was going to do it. Um, And so I made some calls. There is a singular FCS um, education professor at the University of Nebraska because we are a super small major. Um, But she is incredible. Um, She called me on a Saturday morning and was on the phone with me for two hours, laying out my degree program and making sure I could graduate in four years. And just like talking with me about life, why I wanted to transfer and switch my major and all the things. And it was just like super cool. Um, so like after that conversation um, and making sure everything could work with more people than just her, um, I decided to transfer again. Yep, again. starting over. Again. Third time to wait. Is that the third yeah, time? Yeah, third time's a charm. Third oh, school. Third school. Third time's a charm. Right? Third school. <laughs> yep. Um, but yeah, it just, that was the moment. Sherry is her name, and she likes to say that she was the reason that I transferred to Lincoln. And she's not entirely wrong, quite honestly, but I'll never tell her that. Um, but yeah, so I decided I was transferring to Lincoln, and um, I was really not happy about it. I was like, what is going on? Like, why, why am I moving over, starting over again? Um, it's like exhausting trying to find community, trying to find a new church, find a ministry. Um, yeah, just a place to belong. And yeah, I just was not thrilled about it. Um, but God, especially when the world puts so much pressure on your life to like have it figured out by college. And then when you're in college and you still don't figure it out, it just feels like 
at times it feels like you're running out of time. Yes. It just creates so much anxiety, which the whole idea of timing and is so wild to me. Like recently I've been learning that God's not late. Like it can't be late. And just this idea of the timeline that we put on ourselves that like there's no need to because we're not even in the ones like in charge of our lives. But I definitely can see how that would have been exhausting and just like so much anxiety on like, why can't I figure this out? Is there a reason I can't figure this out? So yeah, it was a lot. I like, I remember going home (laughs) and going to church or going to hang out with my family. um, And I remember dreading being like, yeah, I'm transferring again. Like I just totally avoided the college conversation at all costs, which is pretty much impossible because that's the only thing that they want to talk about. And that's the only thing happening in my life really. Um, so yeah, there's, it was, it was a lot, <laughs> but it was good. Um, it was honestly such a huge blessing in so many ways. Like that transfer was, um, I got to go home that summer, which I wasn't planning on living at home. I was planning on staying in Kearney and getting an apartment with some girls. Um, but I got to go home that summer. Um, and uh, basically hang out with my grandma every day um, and just like help take care of her. Um, and she ended up passing away that summer. So I just got a lot more time with her than I would have if I didn't transfer. So that was a huge blessing. Um, and even in like finding roommates in Lincoln, uh, like there was a girl from We'll get to her, actually. Um, But I didn't know anybody in Lincoln. And so I, like, put – I joined a Facebook housing group because I'm a crackhead. And (laughs) – Like, those two things are totally related. (laughs) I joined a Facebook housing group, and I was like, hey, I'm looking for a roommate. Um, These are the things that I want. And this girl replied to me in five minutes. And I was like, that's – That's sketch. But we, like, chatted for a bit and uh real we just decided to live together I saw that she was mutual friends with a girl from Kearney uh that I had gone to school with and I was like okay that makes me feel a little better um and so we decided we would live together and then a week or two later that girl that she was friends with on Facebook texted me and said hey I got my student teaching placement in Lincoln are you still looking for a roommate and I was like no way what in the world so us three they ended up um going to like elementary school together and so they like have known each other forever um but us three ended up living together that first year and like that was just wild in and of itself and then when we were looking for apartments um yeah it was just wild how we found our apartment like we got the largest one we looked at was the cheapest that we looked at and um it was just good location uh yeah, I don't know. It was just wild how everything just, like, came together perfectly. And, um, yeah, it was just bonkers how evident God was in leading me here and making sure everything was provided for, uh, even though it made absolutely no sense. Like, nothing, mm-hmm. like, 99% of the things that God does in our life makes no sense. Uh, you are not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> like, what is that? Um, and I think he does it on purpose. Like, just to strengthen our trust in him and to like make our view of him that much bigger well then you you get to the like present where you look back on it and it solidifies you're like dude that was definitely god doing everything to get me to this place but in the moment yeah you're like this doesn't make sense at all 
But you look back, and yeah, it does. Like, that was God. God did it. Yeah. And it had to have been, because the answer and the way they did it was so crazy that, like, there's literally no other way it was anything else. Yeah, that's my favorite thing. So look back and be like, that made zero sense, and that made zero sense. And they came together and made perfect sense, because God is good and faithful. Um, But yeah, in the moment, it's so easy to be like, what in the hay is happening? Um, But yeah, so getting to Lincoln was a whole journey on its own. Um, And it was, yeah, it was just so awesome to see how he provided and all of that. And then I got here. And... It was not what I thought it was going to be. In my mind, I had a plan. I had a church that I was going to go to. I had a campus ministry or college ministry that I was going to go to. And I went to both of them and I hated them. And nobody talked to me. And I just had so much unrest. And I was like, what is happening? Like, what is going on? And it took me months to find a place. It was literally Halloween when I went to church, to a church for the first time uh, that felt somewhat like home or I just like the teaching. I like the community. Um, it was like literally a week or two before that when I finally tried CSF in Lincoln, which I don't know why I didn't even start with CSF since I went there in Kearney. Uh, but my brain was like, no, nah, Brianna, you're not gonna. <laughs> um, so it was like October before I found any community. So those first few months were, yeah, it was just rough. It was lonely. Um, and I was trying to process grandma dying and uh, yeah, I didn't know these people that I moved in with and I didn't live on campus. And so I wasn't in, uh, yeah, just uh, campus life. And it was tough. It was tough. Do you think, but, do you think if right away it would have been like smooth sailing for you in Lincoln, do you think that would have um, just, I don't know, like I know for me it was hard when I moved to Sheridan and took a while um, but it was in those times that, like, I had to cling to the Lord, and the Lord did that on purpose. Like, I, he's like, I need you to depend on me so that when things are good, you're also depending on me. So do you think that God, like, taught you that through that time, if it would have been easy for you, if you would have gotten a big head, or, like, I made this decision, or I got here, and life is good, and then... Oh, yes. You know? Absolutely. I had so much time to just be with the Lord because I didn't have people, and I... Yeah, I definitely had to just cling to him and like the hope and peace that he gives because I didn't have any of that to give myself. And I didn't have any people Mm -hmm. telling me that the world was going to give me those things. Um, And so, yeah, I, yeah, I needed that time because I would not be where I am now if I didn't have that. And I wouldn't have the relationship with him that I have if I didn't have those few months, um, which is also really cool to see. but even in the hard, like he is still there. Um, mm-hmm. He's still working, like we've been talking about. Um, but yeah, uh, so October, uh, I got super plugged in with CSF, uh, which CSF is just an awesome ministry. Can we just say that? Um, I've sure. never been to it, but I am a fan. <laughs> I'm a fan of it all keeps, the people. Got, I guess I, I haven't been say, there, but the people are great. It keeps bringing me great friends. We're going to have another gal from CSF on later because they're just the best. We're not going to say the name because <laughs> we'll build up surprise too. Dun, dun, dun. Um, yeah, but... CSF is just great because they create space for us to use the gifts that God gives us and Mm. uh, 
create that community and accountability and just all the things that we need um, to equip us to go be servants and disciple makers outside of college and in college. Um, I love that you said that because how you said that gives us space to use our gifts and to serve. Because if, if we're not serving or using our gifts, like we're holding the kingdom back. And a lot of times, especially in college, when you're like, what are my gifts? Where am I supposed to be? Um, or if you don't feel comfortable, like you're in college, a lot of people have new communities and so they just feel uncomfortable. So they don't do anything or they are in this church, but like, I don't know these people. And so they're not getting to do that. And it's, it, it's not what we are made for. We are made to use them and we are made to serve. So I love that you said that you have that space to be able to practice doing that too. Cause or being... just the people to encourage you to, to, to do so, mm. you know, just the people in the environment to say, Hey, God has given you certain gifts and abilities to minister to certain people in a certain way. Go do it. Mm. Yeah. I think that's what is unique about CSF. Um, yeah. And that's honestly why I stayed um, and stuck with that one. Uh, but yeah, I, I think in that, I, in the serving, that's when you find community and that is when you become known because you're serving together. And so you're creating that relationship with people because you have one ultimate purpose, which is to serve the kingdom and serve Christ. And I think that that is a bond that nothing of this world can like replicate, obviously. Um, and so I think I, it was deeper to you, like it meant more to you because um, like of what the life choices you made before, how you were talking about, like you chose to put your identity in worldly things and ultimately left you broken. And so you could, you kind of knew like, no, I, I know that this is life. I've experienced choices that don't bring life. And this is different. God's way is different. God's design is different and it brings life and it brings life abundant. I think it's crazy powerful too. Like, obviously I haven't really met Brianna till this point like we're we're meeting right now essentially but it was super powerful to hear her story because even here at north point we've been talking a lot about identity in the men's night and then also mitch craft is a campus venture minister on campus here at bh and identity is huge mm-hmm. and so i think that's a huge thing right now is just we get so wrapped up in identity and trying to find ourselves in ourselves that we get lost but it's in it's in the Christian environment, a, a person that comes to you and helps you find your identity in Christ that can change your whole reality of life, that can actually help you experience true life instead of trying to constantly find yourself in yourself or in this world. You just don't get fulfilled. You don't have a good life. Um, you might feel okay for a little while, but eventually it's going to leave you lost. And I think that's awesome, your testimony even thus far, because that's it's not just you. It's not just in your area. It's everywhere. Like we mm-hmm. we are struggling with identity. And every time that Mitch has been talking with people, they, they, they're trying to find their identity and they're searching so much to find who they are, what they are, who they're meant to serve. And it's crazy. Like we are trying to find ourselves in ourselves. And once we find our true identity in Christ, our whole lives are transformed. And so I love your testimony because that it's showing what we've already been seeing, what I've been hearing in multiple scenarios here as well. You experienced it firsthand. 
that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. God is good, dudes. God is good. God is I was good. reading. Sorry. You want to go? No. <laughs> it's really hard to do this over Zoom, you guys. Um, I was reading in scripture this weekend and just talked about how the devil is working so hard to have us put our identity in the world. Like we have to fight it or that's what's going to come because the devil is literally working at putting thoughts into our head. And the scripture talks about how he is the father of lies and how he loves to bring deceit and how he, like he's working towards that. And so if we don't make the choices to do something different, like earlier on, Brandon said, that's what I chose. And we do have that choice. And so we actually have to, choose to fight it because there is a power that says no this is where your identity is and if we just be neutral and do absolutely nothing that will wash us away but if we make a choice and say no i believe that the words in scripture have power and they do then complete change in life Mm -hmm. yeah life he gives life yeah um yeah bonkers bonkers um I don't even know. Where was I at? CSF uh, October. Fantastic CSF. ministry. CSF was great. Uh, we'll just, we'll jump. Uh, basically, in high school, my pastor that I had that conversation with, it made me transfer, basically. Um, her and her husband were just all the time, Brianna, you're going to go into ministry someday. Brianna, you're going to go into ministry, um, et cetera, et cetera. And I was like, whatever. And I just did not want to do that. And um Fast forward to CSF, I had lots of conversations that were very similar to that with our campus pastors here in Lincoln. Um, and they were like, Hannah, you should do CSF. Like, you'd be really good at it, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, I do not want to. Like, I want to go teach. I love teaching. I, I've always wanted to be a teacher. I'm not going to do it. And I just ran from that. And last fall, um, there was this, like, two-week period where there were, like, eight to 10 people that made a little comment to me, Brianna, you should do CSF or you'd be really good at that. Or have you thought about that? And I was like, what? Like, there's just no way that this isn't God being like, Brianna, maybe, maybe you should reconsider that. Um, and I was mad. I was like, no, I, I have transferred it twice. I have switched my major. I have put in so many stupid hours of school to get this degree. I'm going to teach. And so I started student teaching last spring, so in January, and I was talking with my cooperating teacher the very first day. Students were not even there. It was just a work day, and I was talking to her about CSF, and I was talking to her about teaching. And I remember talking about teaching and um, feeling the comfortability and, like, yeah, there's joy in that. Uh, But then I would talk about CSF, and, like, there was, like, challenge and peace. And... Mm -hmm. I, the first day wasn't even over. And I was like, I guess I'm doing CSF at least next year. Um, And so I went through student teaching, knowing that I was doing CSF. I talked with Justin, our our director, um, and our campus ministers here. And I am now interning full time with CSF in Lincoln, which has been such a joy and a blessing. to yeah, just see the relationships that he's brought me. I got to be on CSF camp team where I met Lauren mm-hmm. um, this summer because of that, where if I was teaching, I would not have done that. Um, and just meet I, my best friends through that camp team. And 
so many students um, that are now here at UNL and that I have a relationship with, even if they're not here. Um, yeah, it's just been, there's blessing poured out all over this decision and there's peace. And yeah, it's just so good to see how God has used every single moment of my life to lead me to this point. Even like we've been talking about how it makes zero sense, like negatives, 1000% sense. Um, yeah. Cause he is good and his plan is sovereign. No matter if we think we're in control, we are not. Um, because yeah, that's just who he is and who we are as his little, little creations. <laughs> I saw this thing this week. You were just saying about how, when we think we're in control, we're not. I saw this thing this week that said, yay, I'm not in control. And I just, my <laughs> mind literally blew. Because we often, like, we see it as a bad thing. Like, man, I can't be in control. And then I'm like, no, how good is it that someone that's 100% holy, all-knowing, all-powerful, who knows more than me. And perfect. And, like, yeah, how good is it that someone who is literally perfect is actually in charge of my life instead of me? Because I clearly make poor decisions all the time. Like, we all do. So actually, thank goodness I don't have to worry about this. And then that just yeah. like changed, that just boggled my mind. I had never thought about it that way. I, got, I mean, I knew I wasn't in control, obviously. Um, but how that's actually a blessing. Like God's like, I'm not making you go through this by yourself. I'm actually doing the heavy lifting for you. Oh, that is so crazy. It's a super abnormal way to look at it. I mean, it's true. Yeah, yeah we'd yeah. all look at it that way. I think it's awesome to hear your testimony of how you tasted and seen God. Because this is episode four. We have heard now four times like just how it does not make sense when you're going through stuff, how hard it can be when you're going through situations in life. And then no matter how long it is, whether it's one year or 10 years later on, it comes to a moment where you're like, the light clicks, the light turns on, you're like, it makes sense. Like God was directing every step along the way. I went through this hardship because of this. I went through this because of this. It all led to this moment in my life. And there's going to be more in our life. Like this isn't an end point. Obviously, we're going to go through hard, hard times beyond this. But it leads like each one of us to a moment where we are now. And we're like, everything that's happened, it's been for a reason and God's directed it. And the reason is always kingdom work. 100%. Every time. Like, and that's why his good that's why God is good, is because his heart is for the kingdom. And that is something that I genuinely didn't I don't know, know until this year. And how you were just saying all those bad things happened and the bad decisions you made, God said, Okay, but I want my kingdom to advance and so I'm gonna change I'm gonna grow that in you and then you're gonna go teach kids about me. And not We've, we've been interviewing people who have been in ministry. And that obviously is one of the ways that God uses to build his kingdom. But that's not the only way. Like, it doesn't matter. We have listeners who aren't in vocational ministry. But yet the things that you're going through in your life and that God has rescued you from is still meant for you to go make disciples. And you don't have to be in ministry to be doing that. But yeah, he's good because his heart is for the kingdom. And we get to be a part of that kingdom. And it's not going to be shaken. So, so good. Well, we wanted to ask you as well, what are you praising God for 
right now. Right now. <laughs> so much, guys. So much. Um, well, keep, think... it, keep it under 10 minutes here. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I think, um, two big things that I'm praising God for is just college students and their hunger for identity in something bigger. Like, they know there's something bigger out there. And they you do. can see that in how, yeah, just they interact and how they ask questions. Um, so, yeah, that's just been a joy already. We're only three weeks into the school year. And they, yeah, college students are awesome. Um, and then also just the flexibility of my job to, um, yeah, just have time to be with the Lord every day. Um, but also just really... Uh, devote time and energy to relationships um and yeah yeah that those are such two- that is such a blessing um in my season of singleness that's been one of my favorite things is i have so much time to meet with people and to get to mm-hmm. do things like this and i don't want to waste it yeah and i was hoping that you were going to say this for what you're praising god for right now now you're going to feel bad <laughs> <laughs> but I saw on your be real like a day or two ago that one of your friends got baptized. Oh, yeah, I, got <laughs> I, I, I cried, but that's normal. So. <laughs> Yay, Maddie. Yay, Jesus. <laughs> but yeah, lots of things. Lots of things. God is visibly at work in Lincoln and through you, and I'm so thankful for you and that you came on and just that God rescued you and has taken you um, to use you for kingdom work. And I'm thankful for your willingness um, to, even if it might, even if you might've said no a lot of times <laughs> when the choice of, when you realized um, this brings peace and God brings peace. And so this is what the Lord wants me to do. So thank you, yeah. Brianna. Thank you guys. You're a blessing. No, but it's seriously, it's, it's stories like we've been sharing, it's stories like yours. It's stories that we will be telling, that people will be telling. That's the whole reason we wanted this. We want to share how people have tasted and seen God, whether it's yesterday, whether it's a year ago, or in your case, your entire life, like how he has been moving step by step with you, whether I have said no, whether Lauren said no, whether you said no, like we can visibly see him helping us along the way to get where he he wants us, where we fit in, where our calling is. And I loved how you said it. It was just things fell into place. It was just crazy. That's mm-hmm. so true. I, I 100% believe like there's no coincidences in life. They happen for a reason. God plans it out. And when you follow God's leading, there's going to be hardships in life. But there is this abnormal okay. Like it's okayness. <laughs> like it really is. It's like, ah, oh, I'm peace. I'm at peace. I'm peaceful. I'm okay with the situation, even though, even though it might be a hard situation, there's peace about it. And I think that's powerful. Yeah. I'm in, I'm, I'm starting to tear up right now. Just thinking about like, every time we do a podcast episode is always the time when I need reminded (laughs) to like focus solely on his goodness and nothing else. And that like, just doing this today right now did that, like just reminding me, okay, refocus. So so before we leave, we, we just want to challenge everyone, um, including ourselves, that if we're going through a hardship, go closer to God. Get closer to Him. Be reminded that He's with you. He's He's there every step of the way, even in the good times and the bad times. And also, be like each one of us should be looking back and seeing how God has been moving in our lives. 
and once again, share that. Whether it's on here or to someone else yeah. or whatever, share your testimony. Share how you've tasted and seen God move in your life. Whether it's every little moment or a big moment, that's fine. If we're looking hard enough, we can see God in every day. And it's every day that we should be sharing. Like, hey, oh my goodness, that was a total God thing today. Instead of just shrugging it off. Acknowledge God. That was God. God moved today. God helped me today. God helped me yesterday and 10 years ago. Yeah. But that is how we that's how we've tasted and seen God. And we gotta share those mm -hmm. those testimonies of how we've tasted and seen him. They're powerful and that's what he wants us to do. Share our stories. Go make disciples by sharing our stories. Literally. That's what he wants us to do. Literally. Literally not figuratively. Go do it. <laughs> yep. Well, thank okay. you so much. We appreciate it. I've enjoyed listening to your testimony. <laughs> Even though we just met, um, it was powerful. It was a great testimony. It's it's awesome to see how you have tasted and seen God. And like I said, it's not just you that have experienced it. Like it is a whole nation of what yeah. you're experiencing right now of people trying to find their identities. And it's our job to help them know where their identity is so they can truly experience the good life that God wants us to experience in this life. So that means I'm, I'm going to do my deuces. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's how she's in it every time. I almost forgot this time. <laughs> <laughs>